We back. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. We were Hello, away for a week. You. Hello, Nolan. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I want to apologize to our listeners. Um, I had to take a, a little break to celebrate my birthday last week. Ooh. Yeah. Birthday boy. Yeah, I just turned 42 on Sunday. Jesus um, Christ. Yeah, I know. But but I know you all can At least can't you don't see. look a day over 60. Oh, bro. I just got all... I got my new haircut. No beard. No no afro. I don't look like hobo wacky. I look like regular wacky. You guys, when I tell you that he looks fresh he is coming back a kill yeah. that we all knew and we loved before this quarantine is coming back strong yes sir i got that 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 pre-covid confidence back he has that baby butt face uh well i have yeah let's go with that <laughs> yeah, let's go with that well before we start i want to kind of give everyone out there a little psa i didn't tell nolan this but for all you kids out there i really really would recommend to not do what i did for my birthday so on the Saturday night uh, before my actual birthday on Sunday, a bunch of people came over to my house up and up at the up at the lake in Kelowna. Thanks for the invite again. Sorry, you'll be on the next one. I promise. Um, one thing turned into another. I haven't been like blackout drunk in probably a year. I am or more. so jealous. Why wasn't I here? It, it well, I don't get blackout anymore. It was it was not. I mean, I think it was kind of fun, but like I said, I had hair. And I think I burned like a big tuft of my hair off because I'm not You're used to joking. like. Being, no, it was like gross smelling. There was this girl in my house who was just an EDM head, and was like not fighting me, but wanted control of the music. And I'm pretty chill, but you know, when you're a guest in someone's house, I'm like, I feel that it's normal to allow them to kind of dictate the music for sure but i've been to your house i've ladies and gentlemen i've been to his house and imagine this this is my experience (laughs) i walk in you know i have all my best friends with me it's a group of you know good looking people we're out having a good time and he's playing fucking what's that guy's name uh Who's that guy you listen to all the time? Michael Bublé? No, the other one. Uh, Fuck Michael Bublé. Ooh, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Vancouver. Michael, if you're listening, girl, I'm sorry. Love you, love you. Uh, Backstreet Boys? Nope. Older than that. Frank Sinatra. Bro. On like a Saturday night. Like, okay, for sure. We can mood. listen to this, you know, sometimes, maybe during the day. Yeah. But Friday night, we're all drinking tequila, and I want to be listening to Frank Sinatra? No. Well, we changed it. I mean, I'm, I just love music in a general sense. So I can, you know, go from hip-hop to crooner to a boy band, to 90s R&B. He's so versatile. EDM. EDM's fine, too. But she was so aggressive. Like, she kept on trying to, like, canvas all the all the girls. Like, you like EDM, right? You like EDM, right? Oh, my God. And, like, and she was a little older, too. Like, probably closer to my age. And obviously reliving her, her youth and her ecstasy days. And, um... Oh, God. Anyway, back to the point where I had to pull out, like, my big you had to pull DJ out, huh? speaker... And just be like, okay, plug it in. My playlist is on. It is what it is. Done. No, what type of mix? What type of playlist was it? <laughs> Don't remember. But it wasn't EDM. <laughs> I mean, I think we had a Chris Lake track in there just to shut her up. But um, anyway, so night goes on. Blackout. Um, wake up the next day, morning. All the friends, my closer group of friends, were there, and they had made me a big breakfast with all my favorite foods, like pancakes and Sausage. strawberries and bacon and things like that. And I'm so fucking hungover. Like, I, I can't even enjoy it. And then I had told myself that this day, this birthday, I was going to do acid for the first time in what my life. What the fuck? Yeah. Never done acid. Um, you guys, if a 42-year-old tells you he wants to do acid, tell him to not. No. For, okay. It was just me. I wanted to do it. Like, everyone was going to do it. But first was, time? First time ever. So I dropped it. So hungover. Like, I mean, the most hungover I've been this year for sure. And let me tell you, do not do acid for the first time if you're hungover oh my god like i was in and out of sweats like freezing and then super hot and then it's a long journey and the only good part that i can remember was about a 20 second segment where i was on the beach and i was looking at the sand and it felt like it was on a time lapse in one of those nat geo shows where you know i could kind of see it expanding and contracting and almost breathing and then shadows would come over it, and then I could kind of see, like, moss growing and, and things like that. But literally, that was, oh, like, 20 God. seconds of, like, oh, my God, this is this is crazy. This is so cool. And then the rest of the eight hours were completely miserable. It's eight hours? It's something like that. And oh, then my, my brain, God. like, the, I was, I'm so glad we didn't have this podcast two days ago because, <laughs> you know, 
I my I was I did a podcast for a homie on Monday and I was basically a mute because my brain was like on about a, a fifteen second delay. So oh. PSA, all you kids out there, don't do acid in the general. Don't do acid, kids. But if you are, do not do it for the first time hungover. It'll ruin your experience. That sounds like a really horrible time to me. I think <laughs> I can say for sure, cold sweats is probably the most worst symptom to ever like. Yeah, that you can never experience. Like, how can you be cold and hot at the same time? Like, I'm not wet and dry. Like, Ooh, I bet you're not. No. Yeah. Um, so that was my birthday. Um, also, Nolan just reminded me that he didn't actually wish me a happy birthday on my birthday. I but- know. You guys, I had a fucking reminder in my phone. And as soon as I saw Akio this morning, I was like, fuck. I Weak. forgot to say happy birthday. Yeah. We almost canceled I'm the podcast. Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. I'll forgive he you. He almost fired me. How was, uh, how was your week? Um, it was pretty good. Well, I think, to be honest, it was, as far as my personal life goes, it was a pretty good week. Um, I think a lot of it was, you know, there's a lot of things happening right now in the world, and Uh um, a lot of it was, a lot of my time was spent actually, like, kind of looking at what's going on, watching the news. Um, I'm on Twitter, like, 24-7. No, I really am. And, like, it's just so, you know, like, it's so heartbreaking yeah. Um. To see what's going on, but at the same time, it's amazing because a change is coming out of all of this. Um. For those of you who don't know, um. Well, I mean, if you don't know by now, like, what the fuck yeah, are you, you doing? You're living under a rock or something. Yeah. Like, come out of your isolation. Yeah. Um. And watch the news or something. But uh, there are giant protests and um riots happening in the United States, uh, within Canada, within the world. Um. To show and to um you know, pledge allegiance to the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully, out of all of this, we can, you know, end police brutality for some of our brothers and sisters that have yeah. to go through <clears throat> such um, hard racism from some of the systems that are set to protect us. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I think we touched on it a bit on episode one or two, and mm-hmm. I kind of mentioned how it was great to see us progressing as a culture from when I was your age or even younger to now. But with all this stuff coming to light, we may, I mean, I think now is as good as time as any to kind of touch on it again and, and maybe reflect on where we are and maybe we're not quite as far ahead or maybe we're a bit behind or in the same place. Or I don't know. I mean, let's, let's talk about it. But before we do that, I, I just want to make sure that anyone listening out here, like, um, I obviously this movement is massive and super important mm-hmm. and some of the views that I have on it and that I'm going to discuss today um, are going to be a conversation. They're going to, some of the things may go against the grain a little bit because I know everything is so, everyone's so adamant and angry and upset and as they should be, but I just want to perhaps on a, on a couple of touch points, like shed some light on, on another perspective um, on the same issue because my whole thing, and I want to keep everyone keep this in mind, because this is my whole narrative, and it's really what I believe, that hate met with more hate has no other possibility than to create more hate. So with that in mind, I just want to, you know, I think everyone's goal is to, to stop the hate. Mm-hmm. I think that's a pretty fair thing. Um, that's why I don't necessarily think it's black versus white or black versus the police. I think it's everyone against racists. Totally. Or ass, assholes against non-assholes for, <laughs> for an easier perspective on it. Yeah. Um, so again, so anything I say is it's, it's not meant to offend. It's just meant to spark a conversation. And I'm a firm believer of talking to people through things versus talking at people. Because when you talk at someone, I, even for me personally, if someone's talking at me, the likelihood of me taking any of that in and even hearing your point of view and listening to your point of view diminishes quite a bit versus if we're having a conversation where it's coming from a respectful place, it's not threatening, and I don't feel bullied. Like, for another example, for my birthday, this there was a flat earther at my house. Oh, God. And, oh, my. What yeah. else does 2020 have in store? Well, he, I mean, I would have respect. I, I respect the fact that he stood up on his ground. He had some, some valid points, and I'm not a physicist, so I couldn't really explain to him, you know, why helicopter takes off in the air and if the earth is traveling at a thousand miles an hour, why does it end up at the same place or whatever? I I mean, I'm sure there's a reason I didn't have it, but he was so rude. 
he was like, and I was pretty drunk and a little stoned at that time. So I was kind of whatever, but he said one thing that really kind of caught everyone off guard. He's like, well, you know, I, I kind of felt like everyone else here. Um, but then I finally woke up and then people were like, excuse me. Like, are you saying that everyone in here isn't awake because they don't believe what you're believing? Right. So that to me is he was talking to us and saying like, this is my point of view. You're an idiot for not believing it versus coming at us with like, okay, here's why I believe this. What do you think? And having a two way conversation and and talking to people. And I think that would have been received a lot better. 100%. And this is what I, I think today is, is mostly going to be about. I think actually to add on, I just kind of want to share my experience or just a kind of concept that I was received, uh, kind of like spoken to about um, and it was the idea that you need to stop looking at problems as you versus a problem I think it's so imperative that we start looking and what the whole concept is about it, excuse me um, is to start looking at problems you know between yourself and a friend for example it's you guys versus the problem Yeah, exactly. instead of you versus them exactly so it's like if for example if me and you had a problem it's not me versus you it's us versus that issue Correct. so how can we come together to solve that issue and in a way that like once you solve that both parties are a winner exactly. and i think we all want to win a good friend of mine actually is the one that introduced this to me and she goes if at the end of the day we all want to win mm-hmm. so why can't we be together to conquer this issue so that there are no losing parties and nobody feels like they've lost out or yeah. defeated in a way. Yeah. You know? And I feel like that goes hand in hand with what you're saying is 100%. that um, coming together to f- fight racism mm-hmm. as a whole is what we need to do. Yeah. I mean, that's, I'm super impressed. I mean, like when I was 21, 20, 22. 22, like that, I didn't have that kind of knowledge and that kind of, you know, understanding of, of, discussions and and talking about hard topics which is um it's great to see uh, maybe i was just super immature as well but it's great <laughs> to see like you know the next generation really being able to kind of verbalize things like that and i mean i couldn't agree more um i think it's crazy like i see all my peers on twitter and social media and it's like it's so nice and it's crazy for you to say that like a 22 year old um has this perspective mm-hmm. because i feel like it's so normalized within my own generation like i feel like if you don't know about this kind of stuff you're looked at as like fucked up like you need to know um you know you need to be quote unquote woke um (laughs) sorry for lack of a better word because that's just what the standard is now if you don't it's like what the fuck are you doing you know i mean i would i would say aware but i think awareness has a little bit of a softer tone to it i agree i I get what you're saying um and actually i also want to let people know who don't know us personally um we are two people of color so you know everything we talk about we're going to be discussing our own kind of viewpoints coming from that perspective which mm-hmm. i think is somewhat important to um let people know um so one thing i that kind of while we're on the social media topic um i don't know what your thoughts are but some of the things that i've been seeing you know i again i know everyone's angry and they're they're wanting to be heard, which absolutely they should. One hundred percent. But certain things, like for example, one like a, a real basic one that everyone knows is "fuck the police." That one. Fuck twelve. Fuck twelve. Fuck twelve. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. But here's another another angle of it. So let's be let's be fairly. I mean, I don't have all the facts, but I'm going to assume that there is thousands upon thousands of upon thousands of police civilian interactions on a daily basis around the globe Mm -hmm. would you agree yes yeah and i would say that most of those aren't ending aren't brutal aren't ending in brutality i would almost dare to say that a majority of them are pleasant possibly i'm just looking like yeah let's let's go play along with me yeah yeah so my point is when we say fuck the police as a whole like genre of people or a whole occupation to me that's it's i don't know if that's the right way to go about it when like if i were to say fuck fuck back black people or fuck chinese people or fuck lawyers or fuck doctors mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's there's an overwhelmingly i would say positive amount of police force that do good and their whole intent is to do good and 100% 1 million 
percent. There is an overwhelmingly like there's too much of a percentage, even if it's one or two percent, is way too many of police that are brutal and racist and are in the powers of positions and abusing them. But again, like it goes back to like I'm not sure if that sentiment. Um, is the best way to get to where we want to be. Because I'm sure the people that are saying that aren't necessarily wanting violence up to to solve violence. They're just wanting to shed light on, we're saying fuck the police because those particular police, which I'm assuming are in the minority of all police officers in the world, are fucking complete idiots. Totally. Yeah. I mean, for myself... Um and I'm, I feel like my view might be a little bit different from yours. Yeah. Um, just in the sense that I feel, and I read this post um, or this article about the whole like blue lives matter thing. Yeah. You know, like how can someone um, necessarily say fuck all police departments yeah. if, you know, it's such a sub, such a small quote unquote yeah. um, amount of them that's participating in police brutality correct my stance on the whole thing is you know what fuck 12 because if they're able to condone the actions of other policemen and like not taking actionable change yeah then it is fuck them you know what i mean um on that note i'd like to just share a little bit of statistics um that i just kind of did some research about um of the seventh of the 7,666 times that police officers killed people in the U.S. between 2013 and 2019, 25%, which is, I guess, 0.3, or sorry, 25 people out of the 7,666 resulted in a conviction, that's 0.3%. Yeah. 74 resulted in a charge, but no conviction, which is 1%. Yeah. And 7,567 people resulted in charges... And no charges whatsoever. And yeah. that's 98.7%. And that's just crazy for me to hear. And that's, you know, when I read that statistic, that's just fucked up. You know, like, I think it's... Is that against people of color or just a broad spectrum I think that's a assault? broad spectrum yeah. um, statistic. And I just realized that now because yeah. I had thought that was yeah. for people of color and for black people. But um, regardless, I still feel like that's a huge yeah. number um, of people that are being hurt by a police departments and not being able to um seek repercussions or any consequences for that is there any information on those stats like whether that was like in response to you know uh, an, an assault or was it a, or is it just like unwarranted police brutality or like is there any more background or is it just kind of just a loose reference so it was just a, i took a screenshot of it yeah. it's a much part of a i mean part of a bigger <clears throat> article yeah um and i just screenshotted that so i had like you know stuff yeah. with me while we we're talking totally um, but I'm sure, I mean, that obviously, obviously those facts, um, did come from somewhere. I haven't checked the source, so, um. It's, it's important to, it's a source check. <laughs> true, true, true. I, you can check me there. Yeah. Um, but I feel like maybe right now people aren't necessarily posting, um, fake things. No, I mean. You know, like, I, I don't know, like. It's tough to say, because I've seen stuff like, it, obviously, I don't know where you got that from, and it's right. not an attack or a shot on you by any means. But I do know that there are groups that are capitalizing off of, of these protests right now. For example, there will be like, there was a tweet from an, uh, an, a fake Antifa group that was saying like, it's time to go to these white neighborhoods and show them what this is about and all that kind of stuff. And that was found out later to be a fake account to try to have more of a conflict between the left and the right. You know what I mean? So people will jump on this opportunity to try to create more of a divide in America or I in, agree. With, with people. So it's just really, it's really, again, back to that assholes versus not assholes things. Like what kind of fucking asshole is going to take this opportunity when there is such a good positive cause and peaceful protests right now that are going on to try to push their own agenda and to push everyone apart when the goal is to bring everyone together. And that's exactly my thoughts on the, on that, on that topic. Um, from my own you know, experience. I was at the protests mm-hmm. that happened on, I believe it was my birthday. It was on the Sunday, May thirty first. On your Sunday, on yeah, on your birthday. Um, and it was crazy because I saw certain types of people trying to instigate. Yeah, and it was amazing and so great to see that the people who organized the protests were like, "Hey, 
do not participate in that. Yeah. That's not our message. No. Do not look at because people are getting bowdy. People when people come by and try to instigate stuff like things in this type of environment, yeah. I think people are easy to like, you know, feel some type of way and react. But what was nice about the people who organized the protest was to kind of bring their attention back to be like, no, we're not gonna participate in, you know, everybody swarming yeah. over somebody and um perpetuating like some type of hate come back listen to our stories and understand why this whole movement is happening and why it's so important that this change and um abolishing the institutionalized racism is so important you know 100 i couldn't agree more like i call them agitators and these agitators will knowingly go to peaceful protests and they'll have shields or human shields literally of people that are there to do the right thing to protest peacefully, to kind of, you know, move forward with the movement in the right ways. And these agitators will take advantage of that and will, you know, throw rocks at the at the police or, you know, just incite a riot. And then obviously police will have to react and then innocent people will get pepper sprayed. And then all of a sudden the narrative now is police brutality against peaceful protesters. Well, that might be the case in some points. I'm not, again, you know, don't persecute me if I'm wrong here, but I have to believe that there are some situations where a peaceful protest turns into a bit more because of these asshole agitators who knowingly issue yeah, to come about. Knowingly everything. come to these to start shit. Like we see, we've seen that kind of stuff at, at, at work when we, 100%. When, when like, we'll, people will be having a good time. Some asshole will come and like smack. They're just one in, of the girls a in the negative. Ass negative attitude yeah and those are the same kind of people these are the fucking assholes that i think we need to be focusing on because in my opinion there's okay there's i think there's racist people that are black that are white that are asian that are women that are trans that are gay i think there are racist people across the spectrum Mm -hmm. in my belief and i think we need to if we're gonna try to end racism yes obviously there probably is an overwhelming um the amount of white racist just because you know that's what the system was built upon was was, you know and like same with like you know or built with that's how that's how the US was basically built Mm -hmm. so but that can be the starting point but there's also a broader bigger conversation that is kind of getting lost in all this which I which I think is you know that we just need to to acknowledge yeah we need to like just cut out racism from everyone not just from from white people. One hundred percent. Yeah, and I think that goes along with, um, well, just like to take the conversation more towards the Canada. Yeah, and um, you know, and how Canada's roots were built on marginalizing Indigenous people. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. I think it's super important. Um, the people are bringing awareness to that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter is super super important. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- like that's that's what we're using to change racism for everybody, you know? Yeah. So that everybody has um, the same rights. Yeah, 100%. I mean, that's the goal. Everyone wants to be treated equally. I know this is like a, a saying that's probably everyone knows and everyone's heard. Like, if you cut someone open, doesn't matter what their skin color is, we all believe the same. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's just, it's... it's, it's it's super like I've been on a little bit of a roller coaster of emotions since this all kind of came about. Cause yeah, like I, I thought we were on a better path. I thought by now, you know, things would be different, but another fear, like I just don't want it to get worse and I don't want it to get, to get worse for everyone. Like mm-hmm. white privilege is definitely a real thing, but I don't know about you, but like when I was growing up, there are points where I'm like, you know, I felt ashamed to be a person of color because, you know, I'm like, why am I getting treated differently? Like, I felt ashamed for something I had no control over. Mm-hmm. So my fear is that kids 10, 20 years from now, if they feel um, that white privilege is such, they have like a guilt for having white privilege that in 10, 20 years from now, like a, a, like a five-year-old kid in, in, in kindergarten who's white feels guilty for being white because he's born white. Because that doesn't really, to me, that doesn't, make things better now we have black kids feeling bad because they're being born black we have white kids everyone feels guilty for the the color of their skin it's almost worse right so how do we i don't have the answer obviously but 
How do we get away from the finger pointing? And it's this, it's this, it's you, it's or this group. Ha- not having a skin color be a part of any type of question or any part yeah. of, you know what I mean? Any, type, any part of any decision, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I mean, fuck, I just can't wrap my head around it because I'm just like, like that, that other, like you, no one's born racist. Like mm-hmm. everyone, there's that great, there's that great clip that I'm sure you've seen of uh, a little black boy and a little white boy Jamal running down the street. And- uh, I think his name was Sam or William yeah, I don't or know something. Their names, but they're <laughs> like that is like the most raw, pure emotion right there. Like these two kids are just being kids. They don't see skin color. They, oh, the one where they're hugging. Yeah, they run like oh, the ones okay, on the yes. other end of the street and they run towards each other. And that's like pure, pure, because they're like you have to be taught how to hate. Right. You know what I mean? Like so that is, I think, the, what we need to address. Like where is this like? systematic hate coming from or why is it coming from where it is coming from like what is it based off of like i don't fucking know i've had i've had people treat me poorly of every skin color it doesn't mean that i pigeonhole each single one of them being like you guys are all assholes or you guys are all whatever Mm -hmm. and i you know so how do we get to the root of that and have conversations like this that are open and real and candid and kind of present both sides of the fence versus just pushing one agenda so hard that it almost feels like you're you're just like blaming it's just like it's my way or that's it you know mm-hmm. and like another one that i noticed was that that silence is betrayal that one stuck with me because um for example everyone grieves differently if you lose a, a loved one some people cry some people don't cry some people you know don't go to the fu- you know there's a lot of different ways to grieve so when i see silence is betrayal i'm like okay what about if someone who's like super introverted and they may not want to post on social media they may not feel comfortable in crowds because they're claustrophobic or they may not feel they may not feel comfortable speaking out because they're super shy i don't think that necessarily makes them part of the oppressor however i feel indifference is betrayal like if that whole that whole sentiment was rephrased to that i can if i can fuck with that because if you're indifferent about a a, um, a cause like this yeah then i can see yeah if, like you're like i don't fucking care racing whatever i don't know that to me is more of a betrayal than being silent because I don't I don't think it's fair to say silence is betrayal because who whoever holds that sign who are they to tell anyone how they want to um, change believe in this cause and fight for this change you know what I mean so uh, to me that's almost like kind of bullying like it's like if you don't post this if you don't if you don't put up this sign then you're just as bad as the oppressor that to me is like wow i feel like you're just on the other side of that coin you're you're pushing your agenda so far that it's just not it's not right in my opinion i don't know what what your thoughts are i mean i definitely had released some stuff on social media using that hashtag um and i'd like to just kind of share with you my perspective on that um i mean obviously i agree with the points and i see the points that you're making um but for myself using that hashtag it was a way of just kind of um like, for me, it's like, yes, you can be super introverted and, you know, nervous about posting on social media and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that's where that hashtag come, kind of came out from, where if you're not vocalizing your opinion, um, it's just as good as not even having any or being on the side of the presser. Yeah. That's where it basically stems from. But for me, when I use that hashtag, I you know, definitely want to vocalize my opinion. Um, I don't want to bully anybody into believing that you know if you don't from the bottom of your heart believe in this cause yeah but you feel like you're bullied in it like that's that's no, fucked up like yeah. why 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 even fucking post like totally. the whole point of this is to educate everybody so that everyone's eyes open yeah to what has been happening but like underneath their noses right yeah so when i post silence is betrayal it's yeah. just me um i guess kind of showing my support and that yes i will vocalize this i don't want for like that's my i use that for my own posts, but I never want that to, um, I never want anything that I post or any, or any, um, things I partake in to feel like they bully somebody because you know what I mean? Like I only want to spread, um, knowledge and education about what's going on. And I think that's super important, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, do you you see where I'm going? I'm I'm not pointing the finger at you or anyone else who uses that, that hashtag because I'm a big, believer on intent and your intent using that hashtag is to you know bring more attention to the cause which is 
by far the best thing you can do. I just think that it. I think. I think if it was like I said, if it was called, if the hashtag was indifference is betrayal, I think that message. I think it's a little bit more fair to be honest. Like, because you know, I, I I totally understand what it means in mm-hmm. a in a in a loose sense. But I just think of like a really scared kid for whatever reason who is not a racist, but you know. Isn't like you know when you're in school and like you know the answer to the question, the teacher asks it, but you don't want to put your hand up. Mm-hmm. Like that kid is what I'm looking after. I'm like, I don't want that kid to feel like he is now a racist because he didn't speak up or he didn't do a a, a post on Instagram or he didn't use the hashtag. You know what I mean? But so, I don't actually think that like that hashtag means you need to post. I think what it sure? means is you need to be vocalized in your stance and if that means signing petitions mm-hmm. you know watching youtube videos that like donate yeah. money to things donating your own money yeah i think that's what that hashtag means yeah. and not necessarily necessarily um like being super loud about it i know yeah. there are people that's super loud and that's totally. what they feel comfort in and that's how they want to express themselves yeah. but if you don't if you don't that's totally okay yeah. but what's not okay is for you not to um like, do turn your part yeah turn a blind eye and um not do your own part, like sign yeah. petitions, donate, like yeah. protest, partake in protests if you if you can, you know. And that's what's great about this this podcast and these conversations is like, you know, we have a lot of similarities, but we also have a fair amount of differences as well. But we can talk through these, and I and you can see my point of view, and I can see your point of view, and our cars are still driving in the same direction. Totally, you know what I mean. So I think our end goal is the same. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because we're not assholes. Exactly. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like we're talking, we're two people talking about a problem, figuring out how to navigate it together. Mm -hmm. Which is, I, I I think if everyone did this, and everyone, you know, had conversations like candidly in groups or on Zoom or on podcasts or on the phone or whatever, like man, the power of communicating properly, I think that is the solution. Totally. Which, which is. Probably the easiest thing to do. Like, it's not like, you know, <laughs> like talking. It doesn't cost you money. Like, <laughs> it costs you a little bit of your time. And you have to obviously be well thought out. Sometimes people say the wrong things in the heat of it when things get emotional. But at the end of the day, like, two people communicating properly, I think, solves 95% of the shit we're going through. I think education is key. Like, yeah. out of every issue that I've seen, like, in just in my life, like gang violence, you know, racism, um, xenophobia, all this type, homophobia, everything. I feel like stems from a lack of education and I will 1000% every fucking time advocate for um, children to be educated, like 100% to whatever, to like, to a degree. And I'll always push for students my age, people, even your age, like it's never too late to go back to school, to educate. I think... Um, and it, it's sad because not not may, people in the world don't necessarily always have access to this. Um, but like post secondary and going to university and being educated on a higher level opens your eyes to um, like the world and how we really don't know anything that goes on mm-hmm. and how important it is that we need to come together. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it's sad that people don't have access to it but that's my whole the whole thing i want to advocate for everyone to have the right to education yeah. because then people are smarter than to get involved in gangs to start selling drugs to you know um participate in xenophobia homophobia whatever i'd mentioned yeah. or any other kind of issue that kind of divides this world yeah because when you're educated you just know better yeah i mean i'd also take that a step further and i would say education is paramount and I think what goes hand in hand with education is life experience. Like the more experience you have with different groups, different ethnicities, different orientations, you're going to realize, hey, not all black people are X, not all homosexuals are Y. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're going to have a whole broader perspective on what the fuck is really going on out there. And like, I'm always going to, when I eventually have kids, like if they don't want to go to college, I'm going to be like, the education is great. 100% imperative, super important. But what's almost equally as important in my eyes is the experience that you're going to gain from going to university. Oh, 100%. Like you're going to meet so many new people from like all around the world and you're going to have all these experiences. You're going to really learn like, you know, your your adult brain is still kind of forming at 18, 19, like right out of, right out of high school. 
And those are really informative years, in my opinion. And I personally learned a fucking shit ton from going to university. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously learning how to party, learning how to play sports and all that. But Learning how to do acid. <laughs> no, I learned that a week ago. But, like, I think it's life experience, like, with education, like, traveling. I think if you can, if you can, if you are lucky enough to be able to travel, you know, you don't have to, like, go to Egypt or whatever. But just experience different cultures because, you know, if you only live in Vancouver your entire life, you only know that little bubble. And in Vancouver, we're lucky because we're pretty culturally diverse. But, like, if you're, like, from a small town, southern American state, you know, I'm not, not meaning to pigeonhole that, but just for an example, like... If that's all you know, a little small town of a thousand people, and you never leave that 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 town, and you have your your grandfather is a racist, your fathers are a racist, you're probably your kids are going to be racist because that's all you fucking know. Mm-hmm. And as fucked up as it sounds, like that's I I don't like it's hard to really blame a child who's taught how to be racist from their parents because it's not really the child's fault, and then that child needs to be educated or experienced or whatever to to break that mold. And it has happened, and it's happening. Hap, it's happened quite a lot that people, when they get educated and they meet other people, they realize what they have been taught systematically is just not correct. I think it's so important to acknowledge those type of people and give props to those people that have, you know, been a certain type of way, have gotten educated, seen what's going on, and has able to change their way. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think there's so many times on social media right now where you see, um, for example, old tweets brought up or old posts made um, by people who now know better yeah but are being scrutinized and put on blast yeah because of something they posted first and i'm not like don't get me wrong 100 percent. if you're posting racist content it should be brought to attention mm-hmm. because you need to learn that that's not okay yeah. but if somebody and this is why i don't necessarily agree with the whole blasting things on social media and getting like a whole bunch of people to kind of hate on that one individual yeah. because you never know if they know better now yeah. And I think that's the whole point of this entire thing is to educate and to have people open their eyes. So if they are enlightened now, if they know what the problem is and they know better, then that's then I feel like my job is done. You yeah. know, if they're able to really recognize that the racism that they've partake that they've participated in is not OK, then I feel like I've done my job. Yeah, 100 percent. People can change. People can adapt and learn and that's what's great about being a human being like mm-hmm. i'm a way different person at 42 than i was at 22 or at 12 like I, like when i was your age we probably wouldn't be friends not because i was a racist or anything like that because i was a fucking asshole like i was just a fucking arrogant piece of shit i mean some may <laughs> argue that i still are I haven't, I haven't really changed too much but at least like i'm definitely a lot more calm and more rational and not so hot-headed, and I'm able to sit down and kind of like, have conversations. You know, if I don't, if like you are, to, if you were to say that Earth is flat, I wouldn't. Back then, I'd be like, "Shit, you're a fucking moron." But now, I may be thinking that, but I'd be like, "Okay, let's hear this guy out. Let's hear what he has to say." And then I would listen to, I would like, give him a chance to kind of like, you know, incite my thought. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't, then I'm like, "Okay, well, I'm still, I'm still gonna believe the world's round." And <laughs> good for you. Uh, I'll talk to you later. That's you know the whole I mean? point of it all, right? Yeah. It's you're able to accept someone else's perspective on something, you know, if it maybe it's scientifically not supported all the yeah. time, like yeah. hugely supported. But um I think it's important to be able to hear someone's perspective, maybe provide some education to counter yeah. it, and if they don't, then that's on them. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're living your life to the best of your ability and spreading love and not participating in huge hate, yeah. then like, you know, yeah, flat Earth isn't a hate thing. It's just kind of an <laughs> ignorant thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, anyway, enough about flat Earth. But I wanted to touch on what you said about kind of putting people on blast, and mm-hmm. I've noticed that becoming a bit of a trend um, in terms of this whole movement and people maybe taking advantage of that. Like I saw something that really kind of bothered me a bit. It was someone, a person of color, had put on blast a venue in the city. That's um, a very popular venue. Um, kind of accusing them of being racist um, because they didn't get in. And, you know, I know this venue. I know it's, you know, pretty hard to get in. You know, it's, there's a lineup. Like, like outside of our places, our venues, there's usually a lineup. 
people in those lineups sometimes may not get in because, you know, we have reservations to fill. Capacity. We have capacity to look after. We have, you know, regulars that come by and we have to look after our regulars. Mm -hmm. So if someone comes through, like, once in a blue moon at, like, 12 o'clock and we're... On a Saturday night. Yeah, it's like, it's not, you're not getting in. You're not not getting in because the venue has an issue with your skin color. Mm -hmm. It's just because... You didn't make a reservation. You got there late. There are reasonable explanations. So when I saw that this person was trying to take advantage of this time and this movement to put a venue on blast for being racist right now, I'm like, this kind of takes away from what we're trying to accomplish. Like, you're just mad that you didn't get let into a venue because you got there late. That's on you, fam. That's 100%. Like, like don't, don't piggyback off something that's supposed to be so important and such a worthy cause to push your own agenda, agenda so that you can get into this place at another time. Because <laughs> I, I hope, I really hope this venue, if they do see this, that they don't succumb to this type of fucking bullshit and appease her and like give her, I'm like, no, fuck that sh- person. Like, let her, like, come early, make a reservation. There are systems to get you in. There's there's no, and I know this venue very well. I know the owners. The, the owner is a person of color. So it's just what they're saying is has no basis. other, And it's based off probably one incident. And then other people probably started to chime in saying, you know, we didn't get let in either. And da, 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 da. I'm like, okay, man. Like, I don't think they're outside looking at no, who's there no. to be like, you know. Yeah, it's, it's insane. And I go to the venue a lot. And I go, and so do you. And we're both. I'm so curious. Clearly, I'll tell you off air because I don't want to yeah. cause the whole thing. But. Like, we're clearly people of color. So, I mean, stuff like that just bothers me. I'm like, stick to the to the big picture here. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not micro focus on <laughs> you not getting into a venue on a Saturday. Totally. Like, I've seen fake accounts being made um, to expose people, which, I mean, if you're posting really racist shit, then yeah, yeah for sure. Totally. Um, but... I'm not sure if that is conducive to the bigger picture. That's not. You know what I mean? No, I do know what you mean. It's like, it's, I don't, I don't really understand the purpose, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I wish I could talk to those people and be like, what's your intent here? I think if someone is posting something racist, to have somebody reach out to them privately and be like, hey, what you're posting is not okay. Yeah. I mean, obviously share it. Like, 100%, if you're blasting racist (laughs) content, sure. But that person can be talked to privately yeah. and be told. And if they're not at that point still stuck in their ways, if they're still being like, no, fuck you, yeah. you're whatever color, then yes, you know, sometimes you have to resort to more, yeah, bigger means of getting the point across. But yeah. You know. I go back to my hate, met with hate, creates more hate. Because in those situations, mm-hmm. some post something racist. We go online and be like, you're a fucking idiot. They come back at you, you know, fuck you, whatever racial slur you want to plug in there. And then it's back and forth. It's like, hate, 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 escalate, 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 escalate. What's really happening here? Is this getting worse? Right? Mm -hmm. So that's what, you know, that's obviously it's tough, you know, when you're emotionally invested in a cause like this, that you do want to be vocal when you see someone being ignorant or someone saying something that, you just completely disagree with. And so I, I can understand right. why people are so angry. Um, totally. But in 99% of the situations where things escalate like that, the outcome is just the same. You know what I mean? So how do we get to a place where we can start having, like, you know, conversations? Like you said, like maybe one-on-one is the answer, but then you'll see posts where, like, there's several comments and the, the guy's just getting hammered with all the stuff. And maybe rightfully so, human nature is probably going to be for them to get defensive and then, def- you know, and then mm-hmm. the round and round we go and, and then all that energy is wasted for what? I don't know. That's my view on it. Um, but another thing that was kind of fucked up that I thought about the other day was all this, the, like the peaceful protest on the 31st was so refreshing. And I'll tell it you why. It was great. Like it, it looked great. To be there was a different experience. Like it, it was like I couldn't. I stepped out of that, and I even this with my friends after. Um, it was just like you didn't want to talk to nobody. You wanted to be, you know, yeah. watching the speakers, hearing them, 
and it was just a different experience i've never experienced something like that yeah. and i was so glad to be, have been there to see that happen yeah you know? the energy looked amazing it looked mm-hmm. super peaceful but then i look at the the pro quote-unquote protests and other riots that we've had in vancouver like were based around hockey <laughs> like the last time we had something like that i mean obviously it was a riot when our protest it was like 2010 and 2011 and before that i think 92 or 93 oh and, and had it was one be- in 92 yeah it was all but for the same fucking reason because the canucks lost in the stanley cup you're joking i am not joking you we've I mean, had two stanley cup riots yeah and for what for funny? hockey like it just blows my mind that i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna assume that it's mostly these agitators that i referenced before that are just looking for a reason to stir shit up mm-hmm. and sunday was such a breath of fresh air because that could have easily like we have a history in Vancouver of doing dumb shit in big groups mm-hmm. so it was really refreshing and, and beautiful to see a big group like this come together and do something so peaceful and, and productive and productive in, in the right way without it escalating because that could have been another black eye like on on another protest that turned sour mm-hmm. so I'm really hoping we can keep this momentum because I, I believe there's one tomorrow tomorrow and then I believe there's one after that like, yeah, so, that's a two day thing I believe so everyone listening please keep that in mind and please keep the end goal in um, mind in mind too and, and any agitator asshole dickhead stay at home totally you know what I mean and shit starters and what also is fucked up I've seen like there's a, like have you seen those pictures of piles of bricks being being like positioned right near a protest no it's fucking weird it's I don't know who's like, people are saying government's doing it people are saying it's these agitators or I don't know who's doing oh it oh my but, god like who goes out of the way yeah obviously to provide any, weapons yeah, or something any intelligent use. person's gonna be like fuck whatever but someone who's like oh brick I'm mad let's throw this brick through this police barricade and when that happens, you know, the police are going to fire back. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden the narrative is like, protest, protest turns into riots and then gives like people like Donald Trump the power to be. That's why we need the military involved with all these these terrorist organizations that are trying to take our country down. And it's like, man, like what? Like, what? like just let the protest do what it's meant to do. Draw awareness to, to the issue. Let it be peaceful. Hear the stories. Hear the stories. Told. Educate people. Have a good experience, and let's try to move forward mm-hmm. in that way. And that's why I'm, I'm a, a like again, like I just it's so beautiful. That's all I always remember that that protest because it was on my birthday. I'm like, I was, I'm like, man, I wish I could be there because that that looked like something that would. It just it was like I almost I almost cried. I was like, this is just so amazing to watch. It was amazing to watch this kind of thing happen in our city. And I also want to give props to everybody who was doing the protests while social distancing. Yeah. Like if you look at that picture, I believe Georgia Strait's Instagram account posted it or some yeah. account yeah. Um, of the gallery. You can see the gaps between the people, and I think that's just that's just another like it's just you know like it's just crazy how we can come together and do that and then still respect everybody's um, personal bubble because you know the pandemic is still super prevalent and um that was just nice to see um i also want to acknowledge just for a second the people who are so so frustrated with not being heard that violence is i feel like the only like only kind of solution Mm -hmm. um and i feel like at that time i i sympathize with you and like i understand why you know Mm -hmm. i mean I, it sounds like super old man of me to say, but you know, violence. You know, fuck. Uh, you know, if you if you go back to like um, like Malcolm X and Martin Luther King are two mm-hmm. great examples that pop out of my mind of you know both black activist leaders um, who had very different ideas on how to get to where they wanted to be. Martin Luther King, very passive, peaceful, nonviolent. Mm-hmm. Malcolm X. His big thing was, by any means necessary. So, fuck. It's hard. Because I know people are angry right now, and I know people express themselves differently. But I keep on going back to it. Like, if if they're going to resort to violence, is that going to be... What is is that going to be met with on the other side? If I lash out in anger violently, is a policeman then going to take a knee and and extend his hand? Or is he going to protect himself and... You know, like if if you're in your house and someone breaks into your house, like it, it, it just seems to escalate things in my mind. Obviously, right. there are probably times where it happens, but I just can't see it working out 
in a um, positive way. Right. But I don't know. I could be wrong. I just, I don't know, you know? Yeah. It's such a heavy subject. Yeah. And it's, there's no right way to go about it. No. You know? And I think everybody's entitled to feeling how they feel um, and doing what they believe is right. Yeah. Um, whether that be peacefully protesting or smashing a police car, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's also refreshing to see, like, I know a lot of looting is going on in New York and L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking, they have curfews and shit. It's like martial law out there. It's crazy. But I've seen people, like, you know, protesters, like, civilians, like, going at a Walmart or a Target or something. They were like, no, don't, we're not looting this place. We're not gonna, we're not gonna, you know, destroy this business because you're mad at the systemic racism. Right. This Target owner really has nothing to do with it. I get you're angry. And there's a good clip, which I should probably send you later, of this black man in the Rodney King riots, I believe, who had his store looted. And he comes out and he talks to everyone. And he's like, I'm just like you. I had to work up from nothing. And why do you have to steal my computer? Why do you have to destroy my business? I'm with you. I believe in all these causes. Why did you do this? Mm-hmm. And it's like my heart just like sank. I'm like, this is a black man in a community in the early 90s that built his way up to a successful business right. that had it torn down from a a riot that was incited from a cause that he believed in. Right. It's fucked up. You totally. know what I mean? So it's like, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, the more I talk, I talk about it out loud, like the more I... Passionate I, you get? Yeah, the more passionate I get and the more I really believe that violence and like what, like obviously a lot of the looters are just trying to like you know, steal a watch or a TV or whatever. And, Which and, is not okay. Yeah. And again, that goes back to the, the, the self-serving interests of these people. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not the, like, that's, these are the assholes that we need to, to rally against. Like, they're not, they're not, they're not coming out to these protests to, 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 to fight for the cause of anti-racism. They're, they're there to, to, to get a microwave. Totally. Or whatever the fuck it is. And that to me. is fucked up. Just yeah, it's it's uh, the state of yeah. I don't get it, man. Like it's it's tough. Like, and I'm far from perfect. I've made a ton of mistakes. Probably will make a ton more. But <laughs> hopefully, I'll be one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing is just like it just it just goes over my head. I just don't understand. Yeah, I don't. I mean, like, I mean, you're a younger guy. Like, what what? How does it make you feel when like when you see looting, for example? It scares me. Honestly, yeah. my parents were terrified to let me go to the riot because they were scared something like that. The riot. The, the protest. protest. Yeah. Um, because they were scared of something more dangerous coming out of it. Yeah. I mean, um, for myself, I told them, like, listen, like, if something like that happened, I know better than to get involved and to put myself in line in the line of fire or, if, mm-hmm. you know, God forbid anything were happening. Um, and I know better than to participate in it. But, uh it scares me. It scares me. But it's also like these people are so frustrated. Our, our people within our communities are frustrated. So it's like I can kind of see where someone gets so frustrated to the point that that's the only option. I would hate for it to be the only option. I don't like that it's the only option. Um, Here's but, this. Yeah. You, we're both a people of color. Mm-hmm. We're both frustrated. Neither of us are looting. True. So what, mm-hmm. so why... I know everyone's different, and again, I know everyone expresses stuff differently, but mm-hmm. what, what we're talking about right now is like, you know, they're fed up. Like, I'm fed up. I'm, I don't want to see another innocent black life lost right. f- for no no reason. But it doesn't mean I'm going to throw a brick through a window. It doesn't even mean I'm going to attack a police officer. Exactly. And I like I, I say that for myself. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. And it's you not because I'm scared. It's just because I know that there's no positive outcome that's going to result from that. I do that. I get taken down. Another black man is at Still the hands hurt. of the police. Yeah. What's that, what's that going to do? You know what I mean? And then, and to be honest, like, if I'm getting held up at gunpoint a year from now and I see a police officer run by, I'm going to be like, hey, policeman, help me. <laughs> so it's not fuck the police for me. It's like, fuck the bad police. Right. Fuck the assholes. Like, like, you know, I've had, I've had some negative interactions with police officers for sure. Fuck that guy. You know? But I've also had some really good ones. I've got, I got let off a fucking ticket the other year. Or last year, and <laughs> another that year guy was nice. You know, I was a black guy driving a nice fucking car. You know, I'm like, fuck, this is this could 
I mean, we're in Canada, so it's not as bad as the States, but, like, I'm like, I'm definitely getting a ticket, and he just kind of, like, talked to me like a human being, said, you realize, I'm like, yes, sir, I, I know it's going a little fast, and he's like, okay, well, I'm gonna let you off with a warning this time. I'm like, fuck, that was a pleasant experience with the policeman. You know what I mean? So, yeah, but racism definitely still exists in a big way. Um, and the more that I kind of am aware of it, like, for example, up in Kelowna, I went out with my buddy to smoke some weed. Um, and I live in like a, a like an 18 gated community, 18 home gated community in Kelowna. Of course and you then, do. And then, <laughs> and then um, there were three pockets of families having dinner. Mm-hmm. So we go out there and no joke. And I'm smoking weed and... Smoking weed is illegal now, so it's like smoking cigarettes. So don't not thinking of anything of it. Right. These like teenage kids come out. They look at us, clearly look a little shook. Go inside, and then literally five minutes later, all the pockets of people that were having a nice, lovely dinner. It could have been a coincidence. I could be reading too much. They into all this. came outside. They all came back inside. They all went into, oh. into their houses. Oh my god! It could be a coincidence, and maybe they just finished the dinner at the same time. Mm-hmm. But all at the same time. But to me, I'm like, I was looking at my, my, my buddy who's white. I'm like, but he was like, he looks like a shaman. He has like long <laughs> hair, kind of like dreads. And I'm like, that was kind of weird, right? And he's like, yeah, that was kind of weird. So I don't, I'm like, I'm not going to say these people, I think it probably was the weed that kind of threw them off. The smell. But at the same time, like, I don't want to automatically go to like, they're racist. Fuck those guys. Fuck whitey and all that. Because mm-hmm. like, that's not fair. Like, I need to, more information before I can make that assumption. Totally. And I really hope that people listening can at least look at the perspective that we've kind of enlightened or brought to light and hopefully, like, use that the next time they're thinking about, you know, an instance or a post or anything and kind of look at it like, like, what's, what's my end game here? What, what do I really want to accomplish here? If I do this, well it work towards that goal or if I do this will it take away from that because if it takes away from it then you're actually working against yourself and being counterproductive right so I mean that's my my two cents uh, Aki's words of uh, 42 year old <laughs> wisdom coming at you on a Thursday afternoon Aki next door yeah, there you go that sounds like a Playboy after dark channel <laughs> but um, <clears throat> I feel like what's on media right now and uh, social media as well. I think it's definitely really deep. So I just also want to remind people to take a break sometimes, yeah. you know, like I know I'm so in, like I, I want to be involved. So I keep reading and, you know, after an hour or two of seeing all these videos and sad things that are going on, it's get, it gets a little overwhelming. So um, for those of you, us who have us or are struggling with seeing what's going on, like take a break, Yeah, you know, um, vocalize yourself, but you don't have to be present the entire time. Like, take a break, do something. Yeah, every time you for turn yourself. On, yeah, yeah. Every like everything on the media on media right now is revolving around this, and um, which is good because change is coming out of it. But um, take a break. You know, take a deep breath. Yeah, if you're just getting hammered with negativity after negativity after negativity, you're like, it's draining, man. It gets hard for I, sure. Like, I try not to watch the news anymore because it's like it's too much. Especially in 2020, because first we had a fucking pandemic, yeah. and then we had, you know, all the protests and everything that's happening, and then we have fucking Ebola coming back. What? Yes, Congo has six cases of Ebola, um, then we have Yellowknife having earthquakes, and they're scared of their volcano erupting, so it's like... Yellowknife it's so, has a volcano? I guess so. I don't know. I saw some fucking article about it. Check that, people. <laughs> don't quote me, you guys. I'm seeing all this on Twitter. It might be super fucking wrong, but... Um, it's just a lot. And I yeah. feel like the world is just... Yeah, I mean, fuck. Another thing that's nuts right now. way out there. When and if aliens do come, <laughs> we as a human race are going to have to band together. Black, white, 100%. yellow. 100%. Everyone. Against the green. Against whatever the fuck <laughs> Little it green is. Men. Come to take our 
Earth that may or may not be flat. Oh, and then fucking NASA releasing that we have a parallel p- parallel universe. Universe. Sorry, I can't fucking talk this morning. Um, but there is an existence of a parallel universe that NASA has discovered. Yeah, it's fact. I don't. I don't, I don't doubt it. Right? Fuck. There's probably another Nolan, another me having a podcast right now talking about. Imagine, but like I'm the 42 year old, 42 year old, and you're the 22 year old. What, what a world that would be. Oh God. Um. Okay, I think we're um about to wrap up here. Mm-hmm. So I just want to um, leave some. Let's leave everyone with a with a quote from um, Dr. Martin Luther King. Um, I'm sure a lot of you have seen it on social media, but I think it's super relevant and, and really sums up everything that I've kind of trying to been trying to get out there. And that's darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. So everyone, if you can remember that, I think we're going to get to where we want to be a lot quicker than with any other means. I love that. Thank you. All right. Alright, see you guys next week. Ciao. Pulling out the coop at the lot, turning for a 12 fuck swap, buzzing all the bells out the box. I just hit a lick 